0: You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: i to kick off the show here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're in green!
2: Cleaned up. All right, welcome to the Mafia Cast, everyone. We're back this week with another episode. Uh, We got quite a lineup tonight. I'm Mike, joined by my co-host, Papa Ron and Skeeds, with our special guest, John, today from Game On Sports. How's it going? (laughs) How's it going? What's up, guys?
3: Thankful it's Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's Friday. Hey, Mike, good job on that. (laughs) Thanks. I'm working on it. You got it. You got it. We're going to spread the love here a little bit, and and next week, Mike is going to, I'm sorry, Casey is going to do the opening for us next week. Yeah, we almost
2: yeah.
4: got. I don't it. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a week to prepare.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I already want yeah, to do it. So I'll, I'll try it again. This is a lot
3: more pressure next week because we have a little bit of a special thing going on next week. So maybe we should let the <laughs> professional handle it one more time.
1: <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's
3: Ex- the Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: Oh, we do our best. We we all play our part. Uh, you know, we all got our inputs on yeah. on all the different topics uh, for for tonight. Uh, we got a giveaway going on. Uh, I'm shifting banners around on accident, so you know how we do. <laughs> we'll talk about something, circle back, go out of order, <laughs> whatever. We, we try to cover <laughs> That's it all.
1: <laughs> it's our show. We do what we want. That is our, right. our, logo, right. our our logo, our slogan. Yeah. Our show, absolutely. Yes. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, this is fantastic. I've kind of been looking forward to this, even though I don't want to really necessarily talk about the Giants game. Uh, but I guess we kind of have to, right? Before we do that, again, welcome back, John. appreciate you having on, uh, being back on. And uh, this is going to be pretty much a monthly thing, I think, going forward. And um looking forward to, to, to future endeavors with John and Game On Sports. Um, yeah, Mike, you got the – banners all out of order here now
2: (laughs) i don't know i was i was trying to select something and i i shifted something so (laughs) good luck okay so yeah let's be multitasking for you that's totally fine so Um, if i do the intro we gotta i i can't do the (laughs) i don't know why i was messing with them too i should have just let someone else do it
1: yeah well i'm pretty sure you're something let's talk about the giants game all right We had a banner for it, but that's okay. We don't need banners around here. Let's get into this. So, first of all, I'll start with you, Casey, on this one. So, I know the banner was something to the effect of the good, bad, and the ugly. So, give it to us. What do you got? There it is.
3: I mean, Mike is going to give us the good, apparently, because he sent out that tweet about how Ken Dorsey isn't the issue. So, I mean, the ugly was just – Diggs was the entire offense. You know, I mean, we I understand that the offense needs to run through Stefan Diggs, but he can't be the entire and only option in the in the offense. Right. And we saw we weren't able to get the run game truly going, um, you know, as consistently as we wanted to, which really limited our ability to do the play act, like to run the play action pass. Now. I mean, ten for a hundred. Yeah, that's good for digs. But I mean, Davis had what three catches or minimal yards. James Cook didn't even have any catches. You know, we, that's three quarters of the reason why we drafted him to be a satellite back out of the backfield.
1: Yeah, so probably like the ugliest part.
3: Yeah, I mean that it was just the inconsistencies, the up and down of that game. I mean that we said it before the show. We're lucky the defense is as good as it is. And you would think that we, we had lost all these starters on offense and not the defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll jump in really quick because the, the conversation has been a lot around Stefan Diggs. I believe he had 16 targets in this game. Um, caught 10 of those, obviously I, for me, it was like really a tell of two halves. He had, I think it was 11 of those 16 in the first half and we scored nothing. Um, it wasn't until the second half that he only had six targets, but the, it seemed like to me that the, that Allen was spreading the ball around a lot more, getting other people involved. Even Khalil Shakir, I believe, had a catch in that second half. And they sustained some drives and some clock killing drives, too, to, to rest up their defense. I felt like that first drive of the second half, I think they took off ridiculous. Like, what was it? I, what was the minutes off of that? It was a lot. It was like half the quarter, at least. I think the that was 17 huge play because- drives. Yeah, 17-play drive, and I believe it was 84 yards. I don't remember how much time it took. but And I tweeted this out as soon as they scored that touchdown. That was huge because it kept our defense off the field and gave them a chance to rest up because we saw last week or the previous week against Jacksonville, we couldn't do that, and our defense was gassed by the end of the game, and it showed with those big runs from Etienne. So uh, that's that's where it was at for me. I I feel like Allen needs to do better about spreading the ball around. However – I did watch a little bit of the all 22. Unfortunately, I didn't have time to finish the whole thing, but there was just a few plays in this game, especially early on that if they would have just worked out, would have completely changed the, the complexion of the game. Number one being the third play of the, their opening drive to, uh, to Gabe Davis, he was wide open. If uh, His feet don't get tangled up and he trips. That was a touchdown. I think, mm. um, and then there was the, the, it happened again. I think the second drive, there's another tangle of feet. And, you know, I don't remember yeah. who the receiver was on that one, but they went down. And then if you look at that, the interception, if a Karake doesn't make that play and it was a good play on his part, that's a touchdown to Dawson Knox. There was nobody in front of him or behind him. He catches that, he, he was gone. So just those three plays right there completely changed this game. So. I'm going to transition before Mike gets into his his good because I am interested to hear what he has to say about this. But, John, I want to hear from you on this game as far as what you felt and, and uh, your takeaways from it.
4: Well, for me, I mean, the only good thing was is that we walked out of there with a win. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that whole game was ugly. I, the, the offense looked flat for the second week in a row. You know, it to me, it almost kind of looked like they'd given up and they just didn't want to play the game. You know, and which which bothers me, I really don't think it's it's so much Dorsey. Um, I I just something's going on with the, with the offense that um, I, needs to be fixed quickly. You know, um, the the bad part for me is the fact that uh, you know Oliver came out of that banged up, and I believe he's out for this week. Yep. Um, so you know, I we don't need any more injuries on defense. You know, I so far we haven't missed the beat by losing the guys, but um, you know, there's it's a bend don't break. You know, and we're we're bent pretty far right now. You know, one more big serious injury, <laughs> we could be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
3: like Josh Norman in trouble.
4: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, and we'll it, talk
1: about that in a minute. I have my thoughts on Norman, but
4: it, the ugly part is I don't even want to see the the um, numbers for the Western New York area hospitals that were uh, had a large admittance of people during the game um, from their hearts going weak.
3: <laughs> a little bit of cardiac arrest. Yeah. I kind of, yeah. I feel that yeah. Yeah. for sure.
2: I think I was texting you both uh, after the game or something and you, and you both had uh, comments similar <laughs> to each other, <laughs> heart related issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we do it to ourselves every year with this team, it seems like. Oh, yeah. Every year, every um,
3: freaking week.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Roy, we're going to come back to this here in just a minute because I do want to kind of talk about the the Allen Diggs connection that we're seeing. But before we go to that, uh, Mike, you said we shouldn't be worried. We shouldn't be worried. I'm not worried at all. <laughs> I think everyone's overreacting.
2: Of course, that, that was an ugly game. There's no denying that. There was bad and ugly all over. But, you know, obviously the running game, we couldn't get it going. And, and you know, kind of a – I don't know, we use the term vanilla sometimes. There, there wasn't a, a lot of, you know, flashy stuff going on. But um I don't know, you know, I'm going to – if I'm just the wild take guy or what, or if I'm – maybe there's some uh, reasoning – but legit reasoning behind this. But I can't help but think that we – are just playing conservative that we're making conservative play calls. We're playing down to these other teams levels, you know, not hating on the giants, but more mediocre teams, you know, we're playing down to their level. And, and I can't help but think that we're just keeping something up our sleeves. We're not showing all our cards. Um, in the kicker to all this, that, that really set me off this week. And I, I just, I couldn't stop thinking about the game all week, you know? And, um, it, it's the fact that, you know, through through playing conservative and stuff like that, we're putting ourselves in these tight game situations, and I almost feel like it could be on on purpose because we're gonna we're gonna need to be comfortable in those situations later in the season. So I don't know if it's just a silver lining or if I'm crazy, but that's my take on it. And and honestly, you know, there's got to be there's got to be some sense behind it because you, look how the injuries are piling up. We, you, you have to dial it back at certain points. I've said it before. You can't win every game. You got to take the L's when you can. Um, And, and, and I don't mind like, where's like, yeah, it really gets your heart going, but see, seeing our team get it done in that close, um you know, dire situation was really awesome. You know, to see Josh Allen throw that last mm-hmm. touchdown play, maybe that's what we need we need to be in those situations we need to get comfortable in those situations and we can't we can't show all our cards um at this point in the year or or for you know future years um we got kincaid coming back and in like what, what we did see when it did work out we saw things like motions um hardy coming in and then back to the outside and catching that and scoring a touchdown they made it look so easy um, so I, I, like I said, I just can't help but think that we are saving it for when we really need it and trying to get these guys comfortable in those tight game situations. So that, that's my take on it right there. And I, and I, I don't know, I'm, I'm always hopeful <laughs> when it comes to the weather or, or the game or, or whatever. So, you know, I, I really can't help it, but that's, that's what I think. And that's what I got on it.
3: Real quick. I get un- an understanding what you're saying, but you are nuts. I don't, I mean, I don't necessarily think like this is on purpose. I, I definitely think, I mean, I would, I wouldn't be, I could, well, I guess I sh- should say I can be convinced that like we're keeping something up our sleeve. I mean, like a, no team is going to show every offensive play they had. And especially through six weeks of the season, the first six weeks of the season. So I I'm definitely with you on that. You know, I, you know, Ken Dorsey and we haven't seen one, like a trick play this year. We ha- We haven't seen like, really too many jet sweeps. Um, so I, I agree with you on that. But, and the fact of like being in that tight game again and being able to close out that game. I mean, we've seen Josh been, been able to do it. Now it's kind of like the defense needs to learn, has to catch up and learn to do that themselves. Cause what lost us 13 seconds, the defense, right. You know I mean? Like I, I understand, like they have to play the play, like, play the play that's called even though they might may not agree with it and it may not be the right play but like they they still physically gave up those yards and those points. So it's just it's just one of those things to where it's like now it, maybe Mike is right and it's time for them to learn to be in that situation and close out the game instead of Josh having to have the having to have the ball last in order to win the game.
2: Yeah. Like I I'd feel more comfortable if we <laughs> if we won a bunch of one one possession games, you know, the rest of the year. Then going into the playoffs, going yeah. Team the and then losing terribly to a not so good team. I don't. And
1: it's I just don't, there's like there's
2: no. I, I just doesn't make any sense that we struggle with teams point, like that, I, and then you know we can compete think we with the can best.
1: Handle that. Once the season, you? we cannot handle that. Us <laughs> old guys, our hearts would explode.
3: <laughs> I'm right there with you. I'm 27. My heart will explode.
4: 27. <laughs> <laughs> Did no, you not the just? You play like before that.
3: coming down here. <laughs> I'll just add this. So
1: last year, I heard a lot of that sentiment too with Ken Dorsey. There, yes. no, we're just saving it. We're just saving it. We're just saving it. And nothing ever happened, really.
4: Yeah.
1: I'm not. I can't say that I'm for or against Dorsey. To be honest with you, I don't. I think there's a lot more that goes into a game as a coach, as a coordinator, than anybody who's sitting on the couch watching the game understands. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me to sit here and blame him solely or blame this person solely. Like I do believe that there's a a, uh, a collection of things going on here. And that's going to lead me into one of those that I think I, – well, I don't know if I think this, but this is something I've seen coming up – is some people feel like because of how vocal Diggs has been – and there's that contingent of fans who believe that he is a diva. He just wants the targets. And now they feel like they're forcing him the ball. I don't necessarily know if that's true or not. But, too, there's been a couple of comments already in here about it. I do believe that the ball needs to get spread around. I don't think it's necessarily that our guys aren't getting open. Uh, I think there, there's been multiple plays that I've seen, just even watching from my couch, too, where Allen is not finding the easy throw it's there, but he's not seeing it. And I don't know why. I don't know if he's, if he doesn't trust the offensive line still, I don't know if he, if like maybe that injury he got last year, maybe there's more to it mentally than we're even you know believing because <clears throat> now Allen's like, okay, I'm going to drop back on getting this ball. Cause I am not going to get hit again, or at least not going to get my arm hit. And, well, before I get into the next point, just hear from you guys, what you, think, you guys think about that? Do, is there an issue with Alan needing to spread the ball around or are you guys good with him feeding digs all day long?
0: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prof G podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So, tune into the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. John, go ahead.
4: I, I, I'm not good with it at all. Um, you know, it, pretty much the whole the whole game this past week, Diggs was double covered. And, uh, You know, so it it left somebody open, you know, whether you're sitting on your couch watching it or at the game, um, you know, you could see other guys open. And it, like you said, Ron, I I think um, in certain cases he's kind of forcing it to digs. Um, But the other thing that nobody seems to have brought up either is there's been a lot less designed runs for Josh this year, which is my
1: next point. Yeah. Okay.
4: Which, um, you know, I'm sure it's probably Dorsey and McDermott, um, you know, trying to protect their quarterback a little bit and make him a little bit smarter, or maybe, you know, Josh Josh has matured enough to the point where he doesn't want to get his, you know, block knocked off every other play, or, um, you know, doesn't want to or shouldn't have to put the whole team on his shoulders, you know, as you know, and going to Diggs. I mean, Diggs is the best player on the team that's not a yeah. quarterback, you know, so I I can't really fault him for constantly going after them but i you got to mix it up you got to spread it up and you, it, teams are going to catch on us you know and, and one of these days the uh, double teaming digs is is going to work out and it's going to cost us dearly
3: well we've seen that happen with i mean playing the jets that's how they know that's they it's how they beat us you know yep. they sauce Gardner on gabe davis that's a wash uh then you put you know a shell say a shell coverage on Diggs. He can't go low. He can't go high. Now you're down to your third for options at receiver when running the football. You know, so like it's that's where Josh needs to learn. To, I mean, well, he obviously trusts Dawson, but like Dawson has been a little inconsistent this year. But he does, in my opinion, still deserve more targets than he's getting. And again, back to James Cook. Throw him the football. We we, we all saw. That, play, that third down play on Sunday to where James, it was like third and eight. James Cook was wide open, like six yards downfield. Nobody even near him. Josh could have dumped it down, but instead ran out of the pocket and made, and made a, threw an incomplete pass. And it was just like, so he still, Josh still has that tick in him to where he just refused to take the dump down. You know, he like, he just doesn't want to throw it under like seven, eight yards. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just something in his head. You know, get him between, well, it's just put it in between eight and 20 is more like that. Like that's a normal throw to him compared to a regular quarterback whose regular pass is, you know, six to 15. So like, just because that's that's purely, well, yeah. And it's, but it's all based on arm strength and exactly the point about Tua, you know? So it's just (laughs) one of those things where like Josh just doesn't even think to look down there because he's not used to throwing down there ever. Or having a running back that could actually yeah. catch that pass.
1: He's
2: We've not seen some of either. them, some of them short passes too. He he puts a lot of zip on them, and when you're only throwing it, you know, not that many th- yards, it's hard to catch. I
3: th- I think that they saw Josh try to hurdle twice, I mean three times in the first two games, and they were like, "Bruh, you're in timeout." I <laughs> like I, I truly I truly like feel like oh, they were like, All right, like we're go like if you're gonna do that, like you haven't learned, you haven't like learned a single thing." You know, so we're just we're just gonna take it out. Like you, there's no checks to it. They're like if you're gonna run, it's a scramble, period, point blank. And you better get down or out of bounds. And he has and done well at that this year.
4: Been sliding. A while. So it's that's, yeah, that's it's just point. the designed
3: runs that aren't like that aren't being put in yeah. there. But he still has the same rushing stats as he's had his entire career. So what's really what's the harm in it if if you're not calling it?
1: What's the harm in not calling it?
3: Yeah, if he's going to have the same – or what's if the harm – yeah. The,
1: if the defense doesn't have to plan for it, that's a weapon you're taking out of the game plan. Yeah, but they don't the know game that. The defense has – yeah, they know that by now because he hasn't done it. If, if we the four of about us know
4: here, yeah.
3: I don't know. Have you seen Bill Belichick lately? We might be better coaches than him <laughs> at this he's point.
4: horrible coach. It's <laughs> – Hey, he we can get into Cleveland that. About. And look what he did there. He did nothing like yeah. every other Cleveland coach.
2: He's <laughs> closing in on he that won,
4: He won is because of Brady, plain and he's, simple.
2: He's closing in on two records, you know,
3: right?
1: Golf yeah. clap on that. Not just I'm the
2: worried. most yeah. wins, I agree. The most and losses. And the most losses.
3: And he's going to hit that most losses before he hits the most wins. <laughs> and then
2: they can get rid of
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> so going back really quick to the Josh Allen running a thing, there's been even a few times throughout this season where – if you watch the all 22, or even if you don't, and you're just looking at the, you know, what you see on the TV screen um, he's had opportunities to run for first downs and he doesn't do it. Like, I don't know what's going on in his head, but he has stopped running as much as he has. I don't know. To your point Casey, I don't know the exact numbers this year as far as his rushing yards, but um, it doesn't seem like he's has any desire to run right now. And I don't know if that's the coaches telling him, stop. You're not allowed to anymore. Um, I have a hard time believing that Allen, being the competitor he, that he is, saying, "Okay, coaches, I won't run no more." I just don't believe that. I don't buy it. I think there's something else in his head, maybe that's telling him that's keeping him from doing that. I, I'm, I don't want him to hurdle people. I don't need him to bulldoze linebackers. But oh come on, there's give me one bulldoze green grass. <laughs> take it, get that first down, and get against Jacksonville. I know there was a couple of those in that first, those first four drives that they punted. I think they ran a total of the first two or three and outs. And then I think four plays and six plays after that, there was a couple of those where he could have extended the drives if he had just ran, like it was there to be had. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and pile on Josh Allen, but I do think that some of the blame needs to be pointed at him. I do think some of the blame needs to be pointed at Dorsey that, that draw shotgun run, I don't care what he says about setting up somebody. That's just, that play is just not working. Thurman Thomas even tweeted out as much in the sun said it too, like stop burning that play. It does not do anything. (laughs) Um, But I also think some of it's on the other players. I don't care what play is called. Football is really easy. You beat the guy across from you, you execute the play. It's going to be successful. They're not executing the play successfully right now, especially a lot of times in the run game. Or, you know, Davis isn't getting open as consistently as he should. Or maybe it's the, the slot position, which I, I – the, the whole rotating players thing that this coaching staff has done for years drives me crazy. I don't like it. And I think that's what we're seeing at the slot position is they're not giving one guy saying, here, it's your position. Go take it. Do what you can with it. And you've got, I don't know, two weeks to try to – because there's no rhythm being developed by these guys. They can't build a good chemistry with Josh Allen. He can't build that trust with these guys because they're not on the field consistently enough. He's got it with Diggs because Diggs is out there almost hundred percent of the time. Dawson Knox comes off in favor of Kincaid. Kincaid comes off in favor of Knox. Shakir comes off in favor of Shurfield. And it's just this constant rotation of players. And I need it to stop. Like put your best <laughs> 11 on the field and let's go. Hmm. Okay. I'm done. Who's next? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm just and I'm and I'm just sitting
2: back like I don't I don't care what you do as long as it happen it, we make it happen when we really need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just well, I'm just along just, for the ride. We're not going to overreact like everyone else. That's <laughs> yeah. Get, I should I'm say the everyone the else.
4: W. Just, I'm with you. I don't want to. I mean, they went through and you know part of the reason for drafting Kincaid was to kind of take that slot receiver position and and you know what Beasley used to do and you know we haven't seen that all year mm-hmm. we saw a little we we saw like a
2: little bit of that flashes of that in training camp yeah but nothing has translated to the regular season with those nope. guys um I don't know. yeah i think that, we back all back would just have just lost a bet. conservative and not and just not sure not i don't know
3: i don't know i think we all would have lost a bet saying that Dalton wouldn't have, still wouldn't have a touchdown this late in the season. I think we all, all four, all four of us would have taken the under on that one.
1: Yeah. So it's,
3: I mean, but granted, he should have had that. He should have had a touchdown against the Raiders until he got absolutely womped on, like trying to make that catch.
1: Yeah. Okay. We're, you're talking about, you brought up Kincaid. So let's go ahead and transition towards that because I do want to talk a little, about, a little bit about him and Dawson Knox. Um, I don't, I can't remember the exact target numbers, target shares. They, they were pretty much close to 50, 50, I think at one point before uh, Kincaid was out last week. But I want to say Kincaid has had like 18 targets, 19 targets, and he's caught all but one. That, Third down play last week against the Giants that would have extended the drive, ended the game essentially. That I know it wasn't a great pass, but Knox's hands were on it, both hands on it. Do you think Kincaid catches that?
3: No, <laughs> no, man, that's, <laughs> that's hard. Like that, that's I, hard to say. That's like, a
2: hard catch for anyone, I think. Yeah. I mean, that was a little short. You, it wasn't like, it
1: easy. No. Yeah. Is he going to risk oh, yeah. his body more because he's younger, newer in the league? No. He has better hands. Lay I don't think anybody's accusing Dawson Knox of having soft hands. I'm sorry. I, at this point in his career, it's just who he is. He's not going to catch 90% of his targets. He's just not. Um, and so I, I, and I started kind of questioning this earlier in the week. I, maybe it's time we roll Kate out there and give him the number one tight end role, and let's see what he does with it. Because you're right. Throughout training camp, practices, the preseason games, and I know against preseason you're going against a lot of backups and whatnot, but he showed a lot. Like, he was all the rage and throughout the whole offseason or um, training camp and everything. So let's see what he can do. Like, let's really open up this offense and see what he can do. And, again, stop with this rotation. I'm all for the 12 personnel. I, I do like the 12 personnel when it's working out, and they've actually done pretty good in it. But I want to see Kinkei start to get more targets and be maybe that number two or three in target share on this offense. Everyone does.
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been waiting since we first heard the kid's name. All all the hype. (laughs) It just hasn't translated yet.
3: (laughs) Uh, But we're asking a lot from a rookie tight end to step in and be – basically a number like a top three offenses number walk in being their number two option I mean it's hard like tight ends rookie tight ends usually don't like translate fantastically they're like they're like the first year you know like it's it's a there's a learning curve and they're asked to block uh, block more play different positions h back full back you know spread out wide in the slot um so it's you know it's a little it's a little bit of a mix of that and just and Dawson is good and the fact that we paid him that money like what last year 2 years ago you know you, you can't yeah. not put him on the field so i think, think it's
1: do you think he's he's earning his pay right
3: now no i don't think many people would say he is yeah
0: but it's also it but, it,
3: but our well that's another point to yeah. where is is Dorsey Josh giving Knox the opportunity to make that money?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I want to see a little bit more explosiveness out of this offense. I like I wouldn't even mind seeing Dorsey come out and just uh, let's run some two minute no huddle type stuff for a couple of drives and see what happens. In the first uh, quarter, I, I like, how about that? And just yeah. make a yeah, statement I'm and run away with it. Like come right out, open up the game in the no huddle. And I'm not trying to be some kind of Home run because the '90s Bills were so good in it. That's not why. It just it seems to me like if you look at the numbers, Josh Allen at the end of halves is really good. Like his his quarterback rating and and everything is off the charts when he's in that type of a situation. So open up the game that way. Let's see what happens. I'm not saying do the whole game that way because that does put a lot of pressure on your defense, and I understand that. But let's see a drive here, drive there. Just come out like we're going downfield. And let's hope you've got the guys that can keep up because we're we're not stopping kind of thing. Um, I just I want to see something different with the offense. Um, I saw some plays in that second half last week that I really did like. But um, <clears throat> there was a couple of stats that I want to bring up, one of which is on Khalil Shakir. I shared this with you guys in, in a text the other day. But Shakir's snap counts from week one to six, this is how it goes, starting with week one, 10%, 15%, 24%, 28 32 and 39 every single week that percentage has gone up yet. I think he's had maybe two or three targets total um, from what my understanding is his blocking has become elite. He's like really leaned into that role and doing a fantastic job with it. But I, again, let's get him involved in the offense is more than just a block or two. And maybe these numbers that continual climb is an indication that that will happen. But so that was the one thing. The other one that I thought was kind of interesting out of 32 teams, can you guys guess where Buffalo ranks as far as pre snap motion? How many, how many times they use it
3: dead
4: last
1: within the bottom five? Yes. Bottom five. Yep. And I, I believe it was 26 There's or 27. Third,
4: I think third from the bottom, right?
1: Yeah, it was, it was somewhere really low it was definitely the top, the bottom five. Um, And the point that was brought up was they were comparing that to Brian Dayball because everybody wants Dorsey fired. And I remember when Dayball was here, everybody wanted Dayball fired. It was this constant thing. The motion percentages that Dayball utilized compared to what Dorsey's doing, almost the same. Mm -hmm. So the numbers are there for this offense too. They're putting up the stats, which a lot of people want to point to that. We're still like third in this or fourth in that, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I, I think those numbers are skewed. Because you look at those middle three games, we were lights out. But then you look at the Jets, Jacksonville, and the Giants, we were – the lights were turned off. <laughs> they forgot to flip the switch. We forgot to pay so, the bill. Forgot to pay the bill. My dog is barking, so somebody take over. Go.
2: <laughs> well, we have, we have seen bright spots, though. We have seen that Dorsey can do that and add those motions, um, you know, in misdirections to the plays. And when we do it, it works. We've seen – multiple you know several teams having you know this kind of kind of scheme you know those kind of plays they're running and it works so i i've we've seen a little glimpse of it so that that's what you you know keeps me hopeful that we we've seen that we can do it um we're we're just (laughs) we're just waiting hopefully till (laughs) when we really need it (laughs) I'm tired of waiting. Yeah, okay. I know.
1: Tired of waiting. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Like we've
3: all gone our entire lives waiting. I know. One before I die. <laughs> One before
1: yeah. I die. John and I have seen what it looks like to not like not be waiting anymore. Like I know mm-hmm. that didn't work out in the end, but um yeah, that's what we want. Like you didn't see the bills back in those days very often struggle offensively or right. or at all, to be honest. Like every week, they're ready to play. Yep. There was a couple of games here and there where they weren't quite on it as, as much. But even those games, they were still – like you couldn't say, wow, they did not show up today. That was seldom the case with those teams. And with this team, I love them all. I love this team. But it seems like every few weeks we go through a two- or three-game stretch where just offense just disappears. There's no rhythm. There's no um, – what's the term that the players, uh, no urgency and there's no sense of urgency. I keep hearing that from players. Like we heard it against the, the Jaguars. we heard hurt against the giants. If you recognize that, why is it still a problem?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: We got our eyes on the prize, man. We're yeah, saving but,
4: it. The, the, <laughs> it's getting more consistent. You know, like Ron said, the, the last few years, there's always been a game here or there that we've kind of sputtered a little bit, no sense of urgency. And, you know, we just, for whatever reason, weren't, didn't look like we were really into the game, but now it's getting a little more consistent and they're back to back weeks, or God forbid, back to back to back weeks. Um, <clears throat> so and like you just said, you know, um, Josh came out and, and after Jacksonville, you know, said there was no sense of urgency. We realized that we're going to work on it this week, and you go right back into it. Mm hmm.
3: So just, how how do you practice a sense of urgency other than I any
4: like,
3: purely scrimmaging to where, I mean, we saw, Mike, we saw it in training camp. They would run a – it was basically a two-minute drill. They would put the ball down at a certain at a certain spot. Um, if you threw an incompletion, I think it killed the drive. Like they had all these little rules that, like, yeah. the offense and defense both had to follow. And, like, that's how they started practice. Like that's the first thing they did, like right after stretching. So it was like – Per I mean obviously none of us are coaches, but like I, I just can't imagine another way to just recreate like an instance like that. Like I like your imagination in practice can only take you so far to put you in a situation, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, obviously
4: yeah. Well we had okay. it against Miami.
3: Yeah.
4: Right.
2: Well,
1: they always we are get fired. Up up. Miami.
4: Yep. Yeah. We're fired up well,
1: for that I, game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, you know, like you said, I we're not coaches. I've never been a professional anything, (laughs) Um, but I've played a lot of organized sports and there have been games that I'm going into like, man, I just, I'm not feeling it today, but once that whistle went off, I was ready to go. So it, it kind of baffles me that like that, why is that an issue? Like, why are you, I don't know, maybe it's kind of the grind is probably obviously way more than anything I've experienced. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe, maybe, Dermot's pushing them too hard throughout the week um or maybe it was just the jet lag thing carrying over yeah there's a reason why the nfl gives these teams an option to take a bye after an international game a legitimate so option they a yeah they yeah. turned they it do. down
3: they chose to not have their bye last week and i think that's because the last what a whatever 3 years we've had our byes in weeks like 5 6 and 7 Like and and then we like to like play in the Super Bowl, it would basically be playing an entire season, 16 game season straight on through. So I think they find I think Bean was like, all right, for once, let's like get us a break at the end of the season, you know, hoping we could get like get out to a hot start, you know, and then the middle of the season, like right now when injuries start piling up, we get that by week late in this late in the year, you know, try to get everybody as healthy as we can and start a late run going into the playoffs instead of at the end of a run, a die, like dying at the end of a run going into the playoffs. You know, just get a little bit more refreshed.
1: Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's what happens.
4: Um, let's if you have, leave sorry, this Ron, discussion. You um, if you have that sense of urgency, though, now, you know, you could have that first week by. So, you know, you don't have to put yourself in a position to go through and play 16, you know, 16 straight games.
3: Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I mean. Yeah. But it's hard to get, like, like to week five going all the way through week 17 and, especially if you drop, like, two games early, like we did, to, like, one of the one of the Jets and one of the Jags. You know, those are AFC games. We still got to play Kansas City. We still got to play the Bengals. But luckily, those are coming, like, to me, personally, I like it later in the season. A, they're more meaningful. B, we should, in essence, be healthier. You know, so that, and, like, that, it puts more pressure on both teams vying for that, or both teams playing the game vying for that number one uh, spot. John, that, I didn't think about that, but that was that's a good point, John. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and transition into this week's game. We have a couple of thoughts in here in the comments, and I'm going to go ahead and throw Roy's up here really quick. Are any of you concerned that we'll be missing both starting defensive tackles? We're not so good against the run already. This might make it worse. Before we answer that really quick, anybody who's listening to this live, please hit the like button um, uh, in YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, smash that like button for us. Uh, uh, Casey, I'll start with you on, on this. Are you concerned about the defensive tackle situation this week and going forward? I
3: mean, this week, yeah. I mean, like Roy just said, you can't not be like, oh, everything's peachy keen. You know, when you're missing two guys who were on border, playing borderline all pro level. You know, I mean, Daquan Jones was basically deemed the number one uh, one tack in the NFL until he got injured. Ed Oliver's playing top five right now at his position. So, yeah, I mean, it. that's not, like, sim, like, simply replaceable. I understand Puna Ford and Tim Settle and Jordan Phillips are, you know, they're good players, but they're not paid like Daquan and Ed Oliver were, like, and they weren't expected to come in and play as big of a role. But we have, you know, we Epinesa kicks inside a lot. Groot kicks inside a lot. We have Kingsley Jonathan who's able to kick inside a lot. So that takes a lot of pressure off those guys and kind of lets the rotate, makes the rotation less of like just that the two positions. We can spread it across all three and kind of keep it more normal with like the Groot and Epinesa and Von Miller or Leonard Floyd, you know, uh, like have three regular regular rotational guys and with just one, maybe one of those at a time when we really need, you know, the four best guys out there at a time. So, I mean, this week, yeah, it, it's a worry. We know Bill Belichick, like, he'll find what you're bad at and he'll exploit it he'll take away your best thing. And we we have a tendency, not a tendency, we give up a big run every week. So Belichick's philosophy is going to be just keep trying, you know, one like throwing darts at a wall. One of these is finally going to stick. And we saw it when they threw three passes against us two years ago. I was going to say, are we so, going to that game again? I mean, we've seen we've all seen the tweets of people saying there's going to be three total passes or like their aren't going to pass this game. So it's I'm worried. Yes, I still am pretty confident in the Bills for this game, though. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm just worried. We're, in this game. Yeah,
2: you got to be fired up. Like you're not like we were fired up against the Dolphins. Like I just said, I, it's hard to get fired up to beat the Patriots these days. So, you know.
1: <laughs> we're, yeah. we're probably.
2: I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't, you know, if, if we saw the Bills not blow out the Patriots. Oh, I wouldn't see. be surprised, at this point, I me. wouldn't
1: be surprised either way. Right. But we always hate the Pats, so hopefully there's that killer <laughs> instinct. In <there>. Yeah. I want to throw this up here really quick. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but Spin, Roy, uh, they're having a conversation in the chat about uh, fantasy football. Can't believe people play fantasy before the internet was a thing. It was back when the newspaper put out. Yeah. I was one of those guys just wanted to throw that out there. Not me.
3: <laughs> That's insane.
1: That's that? insane. Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm,
3: I don't know how you did that.
1: I've been doing fantasy. You don't know how we used rotary time. phones either. So you know, was, <laughs>
3: oh, not this again.
1: <laughs> I have back to the rotary phone. Uh, all right. Um, John, what do you think about the defensive tackle situation?
4: Uh, I, you know, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know, I'm going to go back to like 30, 35 minutes ago during this conversation. Like I, am more worried about the offense. The, the yeah. defense is doing their job, um, yeah. you know, against Jacksonville. I mean, they had to go on the fly with, um, uh, Milano going down, you know, mm-hmm. and they went through and they did not miss a beat. And then, um, you know, this week we had a week to prepare and, uh, you know, I they, they held their own. I mean, granted, it's the Giants. They're, they're not, a, you know, big powerhouse offense. But, um, I mean, they, they kept us in the game and, you know, they mm-hmm. held them to nine points, which, you know, I, I don't care if, you know, it's Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor or the mac and cheese guy that we got this week. <laughs> um, it, you know, holding an NFL team to nine points is you know, it's it's a great thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not, I, I think everybody will step up. I think, you know, w- we know what we're going to get with Puna. We know what we're going to get with uh, Saddle. I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm more worried
5: about the offense. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, I, I was thinking, <clears throat> Casey, I think you brought up the point of Rousseau and or um Epinesa playing inside. I just wonder what a front four with Miller and Floyd on the outside and Rousseau and Epinesa on the inside would look like. Like just on paper, that sounds like it'd be it would be fantastic, but <laughs> I don't know. I guess you if it worked great, that they would do
2: it, right? Yeah, oh, muted.
3: there's not much girth to that defensive line, though. You know, I mean, like there's like they could get the bait, like the big hefty boys in there. You know, we might be able to, you know, we can get by them on the edge, but you get a double team on Ep- on Epinesa. Th- that's going to be rough when it's a sent when it's like Jason Kelsey and and, and like. Two or uh, and they're one of their guards or something like that. Like that's going to be rough.
1: Yeah. Uh is there anything about this game that really concerns you guys? Like if you're just looking at this going into to Sunday, is there anything you like, wow, if the Patriots do this, we're in trouble?
3: No. No. They have <laughs> a bag of milk at quarterback what, what I I, on not-
1: I,
2: I saw the the graphic. <laughs> their their last 30 some odd drives have all ended in Punt, turnover, whatever. Or, not, or a
3: field goal. Yeah.
4: yeah. Unless Bobby Boucher comes running out on the field, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> not worried about it.
3: It might take <laughs> he and Forrest Gump to stop Josh in Foxborough because, you know, even he joked about it last year. He was like, "I, you know, like, I play pretty well here. Like, and I'm sponsored by Gillette. So, I mean, who really plays here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
1: no, I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: This is gonna be a game, I think, the one that we all expected last week, to where jo- Josh gets hyped to play the Patriots and, and to play one of the like a coach who's considered the best defensive mind to ever coach in football. And Josh seems to be his kryptonite. So it, it's 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 this is gonna be a really fun game to watch, I think. And just so you know, you three know, John, I don't know if you know, I am gonna be buying a pizza on sunday oh yeah So uh, we're going back to this we're going like we back because i wanted to the as tradition as... just has to continue
2: <laughs> for for it, everyone it, watching listening, every game that we've lost this year casey forgot to buy a pizza on no
3: the last ice hand to god the last three years every football game that the bills have lost i've either made a pizza or i haven't bought a pizza but every single game we've won, I have bought a pizza to eat and watch the game with. <laughs> so. so I I don't have a freaking choice at this point. I'm about to get fat for you, Bills Mafia, so you're welcome. <laughs> That's
1: great. I'll take some more uh, pizza too. Yeah. Uh, let's um, – there's not really a whole lot, honestly, to talk about with the Patriots. We'll get into our score predictions here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's kind of – transition a little bit I to this has been I guess in the last week maybe two weeks there's been a lot of different talks about a lot of different players being traded to Buffalo and I don't necessarily want to talk about specific players in this particular in this instance but I do want to talk about the positional situation like is there a position if if Bean's going to go make a splash trade what position do you think it needs to be made out I'll start with you Mike uh running back linebacker <laughs> you're gonna start throwing them all I don't out know. there
2: just because just because i saw crap about derrick henry i don't i don't think we're doing any of that i really don't but i i, I say running back because we just because damien harris just got shaken up hopefully he's doing well and, and it, you know we're, we're gonna get him back um in, in a reasonable amount of time um but the, but that concerns me a little bit i i like the you know the the trio we had going on there um Obviously, Milano, huge injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can't get behind this whole wide receiver thing. I feel like we have the talent there, so on cue, yeah, and that's on right on cue with the comments. So, yeah, I, I so that's the last. I'm not I'm not worried about it. Corner, not right wide receiver though. Corners where I would go. We have the talent. We just gotta scheme it up and make it work at at the wide out position.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Roy just put up this comment. We all we all, all just saw this. same time with my ex. <laughs> she's not available, available Sunday. Sunday. Oh so my god! <laughs> Find that's, her. That's that's some good her. stuff, Roy.
3: So, what does your current girlfriend say? Like, that's what I'm curious <laughs> about, Roy.
2: Well, maybe he doesn't have a current. He's just he's just hanging out with the ex. <laughs> <laughs> he's
1: just hanging out with the boys. Um, Sounds
2: like she's like not maybe a Y, not not a whole X. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. All Anyways,
1: right. uh, that's getting clipped. Casey, no, yeah. Casey, what do you think? Is there a, a position that you feel like I, and I agree with what Kate or Mike just said. I don't think anything happens, but just for, you know, shits and giggles, we'll, we'll entertain the, the rumor mill. But, um, what position do you think is that Bills should try to go after if they did?
3: I mean, should it would be, it would be corner, you know, just because we we clearly don't like what we see in Elam. You know, like if us fans are as upset about it as we are, like, you know, McDermott wasn't thrilled. So, and can't be that all that confident. You know, again, he was a healthy and active the first however many games before we knew him for a reason. You know, he like he was he just wasn't he's just not playing well. And we talked about it last week. We I think it we think it's just in his head. You know, it's just one of those things to where like he just he can't like break get out of his own way. You know, it looks like he's out there thinking too much, playing too conservative. Um so in my opinion, you know, you go out you and you get a, you know a, a depth corner, not you know, not somebody who is in there to can comp, like in order to compete with Dane Jackson or Benford for that next like like for a starting spot, but somebody just take over like that number three spot if needed.
1: So, yeah, uh this conversation over here is getting distracting. Uh <laughs> yeah, I, I well, we already brought in Josh Norman for uh for that depth situation you're talking about. I, speaking of Norman, I did want to say so I was listening yeah. to another show, um I believe it is a shout podcast with uh, Matt, Mil- uh, Matt Miller, Matt Marino, and Ryan Talbot. But they were talking about after practice, I want to say Wednesday or Wednesday or Thursday's practice, uh, their corners were walking off of the field and Josh Norman and Kyrie Elam were, were beside each other. And Norman was just in his ear about whatever. And we talked about this last week when we found out that Norman was getting signed. I, mm-hmm. I do think that's why they're bringing him on is not necessary to play. Because if he has to play, like I said last week, we're in trouble. But I think his experience can't help Elam. And Elam didn't play terrible last week. He had a couple of mis- mis- bad plays, but it was nothing like what we saw the week before. Yeah. So I right. think there's hope there still. Um, but I do believe Dane Jackson looks like he's been practicing and he should be good to go. So I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of Elam this week. But, um, And that's – Speaking of well, this wouldn't be a trade because he was just released. But yeah. I'm going to bring this name up too, Cole Beasley. Exactly. I yeah. hate you. I, I hate I'm you. With you. I'm with you. I, I don't like. I think that ship is sailed. It's not bringing back into the harbor. It's done. It's over with. But there's a lot of talk about bringing him in to help yeah. Kincaid and Shakir and Sherfield and Hardy. Too many slot guys, man. We got. To how about how about
3: let's stop bringing players in to do a coach's job. If, like, if our there receivers you. are doing that bad, let's get a new receivers coach. Like, yeah, we, I don't – like, same, same yeah. thing with the corners, with the defensive backs coach. If we have to keep bringing all these players in, you know, I understand, like, a, like a, the veteran voice in the locker room, you know, to a certain extent. But when you have to bring in players, you know, like, to do, like, in order to teach your current players, I don't like that. I mean, like Josh Norman, like it's different. Like he, he's not going to play period point blank. But the second someone like Cole Beasley is like signed to the practice squad, like it's going to be, that's all we're going to hear. Is he going to be elevated this week? No, he's not. Yeah. And like no. you got to wonder, like, that's probably why the John, like he and the Giants mutually parted ways. He's like, I, I want to play. I'm clearly better than half the receivers you have at. It. So <laughs> as as, like, as why am I not playing? So he was like, no, I'm done. And like we already have Andy Isabella, who we saw Josh have a decent connection with in the preseason, so if anything, let's just get the shorter, faster, wider version of Cole Beasley, like that we already had for cheap. Hey, that was a good joke. You guys know it.
2: Not really.
1: I, I just don't want. I, like I said, I'm. I they need to stop the rotation of the, at the slot. Like pick a couple guys and roll with it. I, like I said, I just don't think it's healthy for the the players. They can't get any rhythm. They can't build that chemistry. Blah blah blah. I already, you know, went on all that. But John, let's. We uh, kind of went off track a little bit. But coming back to the idea of a trade, uh, John, is there a position that you again you,
4: that you would target specifically? Oh, there's a player that I want. I want Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Hey man, we'll take that. Yeah, but no realistically, well, I mean I I'd, I'd go linebacker one and and corner two. Yeah. You know, um I I mean I like I said I mean the defense is is holding its own, but I'm just I'm worried that you know, at some some injury comes along in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever that we're we're not going to be able to recover from that. You know, that that'll be the backbreaker. And as far as the offense goes, um I we've got a solid core of guys, you know, they, mm-hmm. they just need to go through and execute. You know, I think the play calling is decent. Um, you know, just for whatever reason, they just got to execute a little bit better to where it's not going to digs 16 times a game. Right. Yeah. Right. Focus on those roots. Um, all that stuff. Little we story. don't know how many, t- and
3: we saw it about talk about like digs is yeah. Very often the first read, but, you know, sometimes he's the third read, but he's still the only guy that gets open. You know, so he is getting those targets. So, you know, it's a mix of guys not getting open, guys dropping the ball, and digs being the first read. You know, so it like I feel like last week, last week was kind of just uh, like extreme of all three of those put together. You know, where we saw the low uh, catches for every other player but him and the coverage. The low yardage for every player but him. You know, I think it was. I think last week was probably, like in my opinion, hopefully as bad as it it would get, like just balance wise for targets.
1: Yeah, yeah, I am with you. I <clears throat> span brought up the uh, again Devonte Adams' name comes up a lot, but he says um, that's Bill saying we all in this year. And yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I've seen a lot of Bills fans like. Let's adopt the Rams philosophy from a couple of years ago and F them picks. I'm not a, a fan of that idea because I want my team to be a Super Bowl contender for years to come, not just right now. I get it. Everybody wants to get that Super Bowl. But I'll, I want to hear from you guys. John, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think? Would, would you be okay with the Bills throwing away their draft for the next couple of years just to bring in a trade to get a Aaron, Aaron Donald or a Devontae Adams or, or even both? Who knows?
4: No, because name name one player that that would be available that is going to change us and bring us over the top. You know, we're solid on both sides of the ball. You know, giving away draft picks and throwing away our future for one guy who's going to be a little bit better than you know what we have. And and not to say that like I mean, Devontae Adams is, you know, phenomenal receiver. And to have him as a number two, I mean, on paper, that'd be huge. And, you know, we'd be able to put up Madden numbers every game. But, <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, then you're going to get to the point of, you know, Diggs complaining again that he's not getting the ball or Devontae complaining that he's not getting the ball. I Part of it's chemistry, you know. And I just – I don't yeah. see one player that we could bring in that is going to take us over the top and then we're going to be stuck for the next – Two, three, four years without our picks, or you know, without half of our picks, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, been said, Pepperon, you yeah. may not like it, but you'd be excited as hell.
4: I, yeah, I, I think we
1: would all get excited if yeah. if they brought in something like a Devonte Adams or Aaron Donald. But again, I, I'm looking long term. You know, like John said, long term. I, I want. I don't want to go back to a 17 year drill. I don't ever want to experience that again. I would rather. This is just me, but I would rather. Never win a Super Bowl, but always have a shot every single year, as yeah. opposed to a 17-year drought. I don't want to do that again.
2: I, I like the thought of you know using the draft picks too to pick players. I mean, young talent, you know, if we can scout good. I mean, is supposed to be great. We we haven't like failed on all the draft picks, you know. So you know, get some young talent yep. in. They could be here for a while, it's cheaper. Um, you're not talking veteran guys that are you know starting to slow
1: down. So yeah, I, the salary
3: cap the is a is a yeah. good point too from Roy. Mm-hmm. So my the only reason why the Rams had to say f them picks was because they had to trade for a quarterback. You know, it's not like they sent away four, you know, four first round picks for for Cooper Cup or Aaron Donald. They did it for a quarterback, which is supposed, which was. And supposed to be the last piece that they needed because they had everything else built around him. We already have the quarterback, so like we also, like we wouldn't. It, what? Go ahead.
1: I say they also brought in Ramsey with those picks with some of the F them picks theory.
3: So I'd say in the total they spent what four like probably four first round picks yeah, and I, three second round picks, so, just somewhere over that, numbers, that time frame. Yeah. But I mean, by the time Ram like the picks from Ra- trading for Ramsey wore off, like that, like that didn't have any counter like production with the tr- with the Matt Stafford trade. So it, I mean, if it truly only takes a one and three to get Devonte, you do that for the best wide receiver in football. In my opinion, I think Devontae is like hands down the best wide receiver in football. I, I you can't like I said, you can't. Stop Madden numbers with the D. De- like you can't compete with Madden numbers with the same de- defense that we have. The Dolphins play, put up Madden numbers, but their defense is as bad as the Patriots' defense is. You know they have, you know they have a bottom tier defense. So it's like we wouldn't be in the same boat as that. So if it's only a one and a third, and we're are about to have two thirds next year and two fourths next year, we we give up. You know even each of those extra picks in next year's first for Devontae Adams, and he's on the team for the rest of this year and next year, and maybe he he takes, like, a generous contract with us the following year or whatever, but if, like, that's the one position, like, we would need to get over, like, to get to the hump, then, yeah, I'd do it because I don't think a one, a three, and a four is too much of a price to ask for.
1: I don't think it's too much as far as the trade goes, but uh, like Roy mentioned, the salary cap, who – who do we lose to keep him I around mean, for two or three seasons? I mean,
3: Gabe, but, I mean, we don't even know if we're going to keep him anyway. Who? You know, I mean, Gabe. I mean, do, yeah, due to, you know, his, I mean, this is the last year on his contract. Are we going to be able to even afford to pay him the, a second contract? And he, it's not like he's put up no. gaudy numbers. No, it's like not like he's put up gaudy numbers. You know, he's been right. basically just your average number two wide receiver in the NFL. And, but – we see the price tag for that, and that's still steep. So it's just one of those things that it's like, I mean, I would you rather just t- t- toss like a halfway decent paycheck to Gabe, or would you rather, you know, like figure out a way to pay Adams all that mo- all that money, and know and know the kind of player you're going to be getting at Devontae Adams.
1: I, I, again, we, I, we
3: still I, don't know what we're getting out of Gabe.
1: Yeah, I would have no problem with Adams on the team. But you're to pay him, Diggs, and Allen what they're going to command and and who are you gonna lose? It's it's gonna be more than just Davis. I guarantee you. There's gonna be other guys in this roster that they would not want to sign because we well we have so f- tied into those three guys.
3: We have four years left on D- and Diggs and Allen's both their contracts. So, like, they're okay. Like, it's really, like, the big contract. And, no, like, we just we just signed Ed. Milano's under contract. Our corners are all under contract. Two under rookie contracts. And if we really wanted to, we could get rid of Trey. Like, and that would be a huge, like, after this year, like, that would be a huge cap savings. So, like, it it could happen.
1: It could happen. And, and, mean, in our
3: offense, and our team wouldn't change all that much personnel-wise and what we are truly seeing on the field, like, at this minute.
1: I think the depth would be affected more than anything.
3: Agreed. But, I mean, I'd give up a couple depth guys, like, for arguably the 1-3 receiver in the NFL and to pair him with Josh Allen.
1: Here's one I'd spend picks on Sertan, and I'm with that one because Sertan's mm-hmm. still in his contra- or rookie deal, so yeah. – um, that one i can see where we need to move forward that's really quick uh we have so our Terrell bernard giveaway it's time to announce our winner for that so again just to kind of throw this out there before we announce the winner on this if you follow our facebook page just search at the mafia cast and you follow john's page john what's the name of yours game on game on follow those two pages and any future drawings, uh, giveaways that we do, you will automatically be entered in those. So, again, go check it out and give us a follow on both of those pages and you'll be entering into the, those drawings for the future. Terrell Bernard giveaway. Take it away,
4: John. All right. So this is not the exact one. This one is actually smeared that it was just next to me. I wasn't very prepared today, but <laughs> the one that you will be winning is very similar to this um signed either in silver white or gold whatever you want and the winner is steph piazik pia's well i can't even read my writing now but steph, <laughs> we'll yeah, so it's you like, by your face congrats to steph
1: for that yeah
2: so yeah. we'll we'll be reaching out if you're not watching we'll we'll contact you and, and we'll figure out how to get it to you shipping or or whatever so uh congrats thanks for following the pages sharing the video oh, we really appreciate it um yeah congrats on winning
3: we'll have and we'll we will have some more upcoming giveaways and little yeah. contests coming here in the future so yeah. everybody be sure to tune in for those and like ronnie said like and subscribe to both pages and you're automatically entered forever so it'll be It'll be fun. There's a lot of new things upcoming for this for show. For
2: every giveaway, you will have to be a follower of both pages. So just make sure you get in on it now. Yes. Yeah. Totally. That's
0: and
1: one more time. If you're listening right now, please hit the like button, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, whichever of those platforms are. And hit the like button, retweet, repost, whatever. We appreciate that. Um, that's all we tell got for this week. What?
3: I said tell your friends. <laughs>
1: Yes. Tell your friends. Um, all right. Yeah, we're done for this week. Enjoy the no, weekend, folks. And- no. No.
3: No. 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 no, right?
1: no. Okay. Oh my goodness. Score what do you got predictions.
3: At? Oh yeah. Ah. Uh.
2: Pop, uh. <laughs> Ron, go first. Go so first.
1: Long-winded and talking so dang much. <laughs> <laughs> we still didn't get everything right. in we wanted. No, we didn't. All right. We'll start with Mike. What you got? Score prediction. Huh. Let's do
2: 27. Oh, that's kind of high. I don't think we're going to score 27. We should be able to, but we haven't been. Uh, okay. I'll give you that. 17-10. Seven, bills. Wow. He, my we're
1: all going to heart be, the uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, gonna have heart attacks. Yeah, We're going to have heart attacks. We're having one now. <laughs> yeah. Meets. Still.
3: Still, yeah.
4: It's been like a week long. Right.
3: I'm waiting for my stick.
4: 4110, <laughs> Buffalo. Wow.
3: Stomp some. Paparon, go ahead.
4: Uh I'm I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna have to one up, John. I'll say 45. Um you know what? Why not? 45-6. Wow. Ooh. Ron's waiting for us to light someone up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he happen. is.
1: I'm gonna be right one of these years. I love
3: it. I'm gonna go thirty-two to thirteen.
1: Did you say three hundred twenty-two to thirteen?
4: That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was gonna say thirty-two yeah. to thirty-two two, thirteen. Two thirteen. What are you over there? I thought he was gonna be built by 50.
3: Oh my! Oh my God! Thirty-two thirteen.
4: <laughs>
1: we, okay. got we got it. Documented. We got it. All right, let's get out of here. We're way over time. We'll see you all next week. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.
3: Go Bills. Tell your friends.